Hey, what's up, everybody? It's your boy, Mike Ayers, and I'm here with Mr. Lee Sembrano, and we are back with another actual special, special. episode mm-hmm. of Parental Composure. Yes, we are. We have Mike and Jake here, and they are the authors of Lily and Timmy's super <laughs> awesome, incredible COVID-19 B-Day. I love it. That's one of those book titles that you definitely have to look over and read really quick. (laughs) Yes. How many words are in this title? What's going on here? Absolutely. I actually had Mike, we did like a little preview on our Instagram page yesterday, and I'm like, I'm not even going to try and say all that. (laughs) I actually did get it wrong, so. (laughs) Yeah, we did get it wrong. We We had to throw it. Yeah, we kind of fixed it our way, but yeah. yeah. I would love it if, like, as you're saying it, you look down at your hand and you've written it down on your hand. So we're looking at the Lily and Timmy <laughs> super awesome. Go. Yeah, that's a good one. I should have done that. Yeah. Did that in should've school all that. the time. So yeah, yeah. you're a cheater. You cheated yes. In school. Okay, fine. No, okay. There it is, my kids did not just that's hear that right now. Here. We already know you cheated in school. It's fine. <laughs> We've already been through that it's episode. Common yeah, we. <laughs> called survival <laughs> exactly survival uh, of the fittest you won yeah right yeah so um yeah i guess like thank you for being with us by the way thank you for making this possible i know you guys have been i mean this happened really fast i'm assuming all of this i mean success really you guys have had a lot of success with the book um so to get started we just want first off i'm gonna say I'm honored. I'm honored. I at least well. might not say it, but I will say it. I am honored. <laughs> oh, well. We're we're no uh, we're no J.R.R. Tolkien, so uh, wait till the interview is over. <laughs> hey, not yet. You still have time, right? You'll have some time. Yeah, yeah, you could make it up there with how things are going. Um, yeah, Lily, Lily and Timmy's The Two Towers is coming up next. We start with this one. <laughs> And, and then we add 400 pages to the next book, and people are like, wow, you guys actually just copied the two Hey, there's going to be a lot of information, a lot of stuff happening after this whole thing is over, if it ever ends. Oh, yeah. No, I don't know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so, I mean, we'd love to hear more about you guys and your background, um, how this came about, really. So definitely one sure. of you let us know. Uh, Mike, do you want me to go into it? Uh, why don't you go into it? Cause my, my thing's freezing up a little bit. So I'll wait for my thing to catch up. You go ahead and go for it. I'm going to wait for my thing to catch up. Um, okay. <laughs> so Mike and I have a background in, uh, film and TV production kind of, we've always been in kind of the creative realm, cool. um, whether it be because we've we've done we've worked on film scripts together. Uh, I've worked on uh, a lot of movies. Actually, the last big one that I did, uh, I was the stunt department manager on Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Whoa! Um, how cool! Yeah, yeah. Hey, what a, what movie is that, Jake? Was that a big movie? Huh? Was that a big I movie? Mean, it was all right. It was kind of <laughs> under the radar. There was who directed like, it? No actor. There was no actors in it that anybody knew. That's all oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> who, who, who directed it, Jake? 
it's not even worth saying because you don't even know his name. <laughs> I wouldn't know. No, no, it's pointless. He's some some Italian guy. I can't remember his name actually, and I worked on the film. So, yeah. yeah. Who that must have been fun. Uh, so you were a stunt manager? Is that what? Yeah, or... I was the stunt manager. My my girlfriend Zoe was the stunt coordinator, so she was wow. designing everything. Um, and I was basically running the office, so I was hiring all the stunt people, doing the scheduling, you know, all that kind of stuff. Um, but Mike and I, we've we've done so many creative things together. Like we we've worked on scripts, we've worked on TV pilots together. We we also did like Nike conventions, Nike basketball conventions, like. We've kind of just been all over the realm. Very cool. And we often get together. I mean, when we were living in the same town, we were actually together. Um, but on FaceTime for the past few months, we have just been going over just ideas, like outlines, because we always just kind of brainstorm together. And it's like, what about this idea? What about this? What about this? And we had originally come with that was very much not a children's book. It was kind of just a story about this family, but we, we were always kind of living in the dark comedy area, you know, <laughs> like, yeah, like it, it's definitely for people our age or for parents, you know, sounds like a podcast. We, yeah. It sounds, yeah. yeah, exactly. yeah, Jake, <laughs> yeah Jake, just to cut what? you off real fast, uh, during Colorado public radio, Jake mentioned to the audience that it was the first thing that we've ever written that doesn't have profanity. <laughs> true. I think, <laughs> yeah, it's true. I just, it's, it's, hey, that's all right. In it. But, yeah, so we were writing this outline in the story and we, we literally kind of looked at each other and we were like, we were like, look at what we've written so far. First of all, number one, we've made these children. We've made Lily and Timmy, which that wasn't their names at the time, but we've made these children the leads in our, our film, our story, or whatever it was. Um, we were like, so the children are the leads. And we were like, and second, the outline of this book, we're, it we're like, I think we're writing a children's book without <laughs> even knowing. And then we, yeah without even knowing and then we kind of had went back and forth and and very quickly we were like so we've written this mom about our moms with not without even knowing that we were writing about our mom Aww. the same with the dad the dad is very much based on our on our fathers and then we like looked at the kids and we were like are we writing a story about six-year-old us's? Is that what's <laughs> happening right now? You know, as we're, as we're like crying, we're like, oh, it's six-year-old us's. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, so after that, we were like, okay, let's write this children's book. And we wrote, we wrote the children's book in less than two days. Oh, wow. Whoa. Yeah. How That's did crazy. that I mean, happen? It, that, because we had already written this outline, we had already started writing this story, but it came so easily that when we decided, okay, we are writing a children's book, it wasn't hard. The, the, the writing of the story was probably the easiest part of this whole endeavor. Mike will go into it because Mike was kind of the, the, the front runner who was dealing also with the illustrator, Frederico, who's absolutely amazing. Yes, those illustrations. But also, Great. 
Michael go into that too because Fred Rico gave us a time frame, and of course because we're going against against COVID nineteen, we're like <laughs> we're, we're like we need to get this out as fast as we can. So not to be like so people are still stuck at their home, but it's like so we can give families a story, we can give them a, a bit of escape because everybody's in yes. lockdown and stuck at home. Like that was the whole di the idea was to give these people a half hour or 45 minutes where the family could kind of escape from mm -hmm. real life and share some laughs together. So Michael go into it, but the time frame for the illustrations were, we, we weren't sure if COVID-19 was even going to still be around. We didn't know at the time. Yeah. And Fred Rico, he cut it by 90% the time wow. frame. He's he incredible. Mike, Mike has a better idea of the time frame with that stuff. Yeah, we, we, we were super concerned that like we actually wrote uh, Lily and Timmy's super awesome COVID uh, 20 B-Day. We wrote COVID 21 B-Day and COVID 22 B-Day. <laughs> Just to get ahead of the curve. Um, Just in case. <laughs> Just in case. <laughs> That's good. We're, we're, the, we're the only... Uh, the only children's book, children's books writers that welcome pandemics. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we're like, we're like oh. live on pandemics. <laughs> Jake, we're just Jake. We're sitting at home. We see we see a pandemic like uh, starting in Portugal. We're like, oh, Time to write a book. We're gonna make it over here. We have Nice. I totally just picture us on our computers, like checking every 10 minutes on the news, like anything, have you found anything? Any pandemics? <laughs> like, what? what is this? You, oh. you know what the next topic are... may be? Just because yeah. uh, Lily and Timmy's super awesome, incredible COVID-19, like, like we're, we're looking for like more relevant topics. And because 2020 has been- <laughs> One thing after another. A, oh, such a chaotic mess. Yeah. You start, you start looking into, well, what's next? And I saw this meme recently about uh, Yellowstone and this idea that there were all these earthquakes at yeah. Yellowstone and that there's this super volcano. So it could be Lily oh and Timmy try to get away from a super volcano. But, but anyway. Uh, no, no, that they run know. from the killer hornet. no idea. How, we have oh, no that's idea a great one. There's so much content out there from 2020. You guys right. could just do a just do huge a movie series. Just do a movie. Oh yeah. Uh, going off of well, that. Well, Mike, what, Mike, what would you, uh, what, what would you say the topics would be for the film? Yeah. Uh, this episode's still rated PG-13. So <laughs> I can only. <laughs> I got to be really nice about this. But yeah, I mean, there's. I, Let's just start with the killer hornets. That's how you just start the movie. <laughs> and Lily and Timmy oh, are just yeah. running from them, and then they go into this next pandemic, and then it's dude. We yeah. could go on for days with this. You oh, know that, right? Yeah, so much. So, so this this take of Lily and Timmy is clearly an action drama, apparently, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do you guys have any familiarity with that? I think you do. Stunt man, manager over there. Well, just reading the yeah. reading the reading y'all's story, you know, Lily and Timmy were actually, you know, 
they they were pretty animated in that story. Yeah. Like when they were upset, it showed on their faces. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's yeah. And that's the great part about the illustrations was that you know the illustrations showed the emo you know the emotions that you know whether it was being sad or being happy like I. We and Elise were talking about it, like how we can actually feel those emotions that you see in the illustrations to go along with the story. Um, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, I, I think, do just, you want to do it, Mike? Or? I'll go for it. Yeah, yeah, I'll go for it. I'm gonna step on your toes. Um, yeah. So the illustrations, like we <clears throat> we wanted to create something that was real for children, right? Because you you have this scenario where children are facing something something that they've never faced before. And it it Mm -hmm. had to be just so confusing. I can't imagine being a a mom or a dad with with young children in today's day and age where where let's say that children were going to go see uh, a movie or or go to the park or what have you. And then parents have to tell them, oh, you remember all those birthday plans? Well, we can't do any of those things because we're sheltering in place. And that's why our book, like that's where our book picks up. It's it's the first day of shelter in place for this young family. And these children who just turned six were supposed to go to Disneyland for their birthday and they can't go. And the mom is faced with this, this uh, scenario of, of what, do, what do I do? How do I, how do I deliver for my kid's birthday despite this pandemic? And so the first thing we wanted to do was connect with the children and, and, and we didn't want to like steer away from emotions mm. because children, it's okay for them to know about sadness. It's okay for them to, to know about disappointment. And I think that for us, we were writing a grounded children's book that reads yeah. more like a family sitcom where we can start out with some humor and then drift into a low point because if we can go into a low point and connect with those children then once we get to the high point it it rings true and it it's more meaningful for them so we wanted to convey this up and down of like there's there's a there's a point in the book where the children are actually bargaining with with the mom and they're saying yep. well we can't go to disneyland can we do this and the mom is having to say no to everything. Can we do this? No. Can we do this? No. And the children are bargaining. And you see that they're just kind of happy, sad, happy, sad. Like every good idea that they have, they're happy mm-hmm. because they think it's going to solve it. But it doesn't solve it. And and there's some real disappointment in the book. But then we get to this ultimate culmination where mom, like a lot of superhero moms or, or even superhero dads out there, she saves the day in such a tremendous way uh, and her kids are just overjoyed with the final outcome while during the whole time during the book the father is like the (laughs) pandemonium of coronavirus like he's he's the what not like like who not to be like he's absolutely the the hysteria he's not calm he's not cool like meanwhile mom is (laughs) Mom is all of the great emotions, and the dad is just like a hypochondriac, doesn't even want to be near his children, uh, trying to go buy all the hand sanitizer. Uh, so it was it was really fun for us to write it, but we didn't want to we didn't want to um, 
we didn't want to write a, a normal a, a normal children's book. We wanted to create something that was true to our to our uh, comedic backgrounds. And yeah. And how uh, and the amazing part about this book is that uh, when Elise and I first uh, read it, because we actually had it on a screen, we read it together. And, you know, uh, my son Jackson, he's four. Uh, he's actually a leap year baby. His birthday is February 29th. So this oh, wow. really played a big part, you know, and I was like, hold on, this this is just like, you know, my household. <laughs> Except for yeah. the dad part. The dad and mom part were kind of opposite. I was going to ask you guys about that, but, you know, you guys already answered why it was the dad because it reminds you of your own dads. But it's, oh, yeah. you know, it, it played, you know, it played out like I was just watching my own household. It was mm -hmm. it was actually pretty amazing yeah. Yeah. Um, because we had planned to do Jackson's birthdays, you know, first week of March. Uh, and, yeah. you know, we were planning on it and then, boom, all of a sudden this happened. And then... You know, we were stuck and he still hasn't had a birthday party since. I mean, mm -hmm. for yeah. obvious reasons. But yeah, I mean, this book actually hit pretty close to home. You guys did a really great job at like covering all the emotions. That's like the first thing that I mean, we were talking about that when we were reading it, because it's like you do as a parent, you can relate to that, like the kids getting excited and then. Oh, and then excited. Yeah. Oh, you know, like having to like be the bummer news when it's like as a parent, you just want them to have a great day. It's their birthday. Yeah. You know, and so yeah. I'm I'm really glad that you guys didn't keep that out because I think that's a big reason why a lot of people like your book is because it does have the comedic relief, but at the same time, it's reality of what's going on yeah. right now. <laughs> So yeah. the also amazing part is that the fact that they don't have kids. I know. And they knew exactly <laughs> how to do it. It was just it yeah. was I'm amazed, yeah. honestly. Yeah, I'm very impressed. <laughs> Are you guys I've, uncles? I've, do you have nieces and nephews? Yes. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I mean it's not the same, but you know what? That that yeah. that answers why you guys were so good at it though. Yeah, for sure. Hey, but Jake, we cut you off real fast, Jake. Just to cut you off real quick. I think it'd be hilarious if, if Jake's like, oh no, uh, I don't have nieces or nephews. I just put on a wig and I just, <laughs> just asked myself, what's it like to be a mom? And he's just sitting there putting on lipstick. Okay, know. where's the wig? <laughs> Go grab it. What are you talking about? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> You're only half dressed for the interview. Yeah, seriously. Go get your mom pants on. Go get my mom pants. Yeah. I come in with my quinceañera dress. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's yeah. awesome. No, this man. is this is the bedrock of our of our relationship, by the way. It's just we're oh, constantly yeah. throwing each other under the bus. That's great. It, I, it always can we make the other person laugh. That's yeah. what it always is. That's great. Yeah. So have so yeah. you guys have did the book. Have you done any other projects together like um because you know, Jake, we kinda went over your background, but what other projects have you guys done together other than the book? Um, well, we did the book together. We did a TV pilot together that Mike created and wrote and was the lead in and uh, I directed. Um, that actually did, it did really well and was almost at that, it was right at the tipping point of, of getting launched by like a Fox or a, 
you know, an NBC type of uh, station, but another show that was very similar in concept got picked up and it didn't even last a whole Aww. season. It lasted like six episodes. And yeah, it was, Mike's it was would have been sad. way better. Way it was pretty, better. it was, yeah. We, so yeah. Um, this, this project, this other project, I co-created it with, with our Jake and I's mutual friend, Mark. And uh, this project is a, it's a workplace comedy around the regional airline business and it's called cockpit and it was basically about these loser regional airline pilots and their day-to-day -day lives it was kind of like if you were to take like the office uh yes. type environment a flight to regional airlines like that's what the show was but it was yeah. shot like the tone of it was more like an always sunny in philadelphia so we actually had worked with one of the story editors from Always Sunny in Philadelphia, um, who, who is based out of Atlanta. And so that this project was years in the making. Like we had actually Aww. shot the pilot first with Jake. And then we went back to this other production company who helped us tighten up the script. And then we had shopped it to just about everybody. And Fox and USA and a bunch of networks really liked it. But then this other show, LA to Vegas got picked up when ours was being shopped. And as soon as LA to, got, LA to Vegas got picked up by one of the majors, all of the other networks were like, okay, let's put this on the back burner, even though LA to Vegas, as much as they tried and, and you know, there were some really smart people behind that, they just, they couldn't make it work. I, I think that our story had a lot more heart, a lot more, um, a lot more places to go because it wasn't like that other show. It just felt more of like a gimmick uh, mm -hmm. where ours was really relatable because our friend Mark is actually a pilot. And at the time he was a regional airline pilot. So he was speaking from experience, which is where mm -hmm. like all of the best content comes from with exception to <laughs> this book in which we are not. I think it's hilarious that you guys weren't even planning on really making this, you know, and then it just, yeah. it happened. And I, I think, would you say that that's a big part of success is, you know, just doing things like just on a whim and intuitively kind of bouncing off of each other? Like, I mean, how did that all work? I mean, do you guys think that that was part of the success of the book? I mean, I, I mean, I think when it comes down to that, it's, it's the ability and it's be, it's the ability of being able to recognize because Mike and I have written hundreds of stories together, probably, probably more than hundreds because we, we just love writing silly stories together or, and, or one of us will, Oh my God, I just had the idea about this. And then they'll be like, you know, just a sentence. And it's like, okay. And then we'll jump on the phone and we'll just start hashing it out. And that was the thing. And again, like we weren't trying to write a children's book initially, but I think it's, as I said before, like being at a place where you can creatively recognize what the possibility is. And that's mm -hmm. what it was. We, we were reading the story and we were like, we, cause we could have easily been like, all right, let's write this story. And then not noticed what was going on. And we just kept pushing it to be like, a dark comedy and maybe we never would have written a book it would have just ended up being another outline like the other hundreds of outlines we've done 
but we were able to recognize and look at each other and we're like, are we writing a children's book right now? And, <laughs> and, and t taking that and running with it is the big thing. And I think saying that about everything, it's like so many people ha write things or have ideas or have this or have that. And, and it either doesn't compute of the possibilities of what to do with that concept or they do have, they do compute and they're like, Oh, it could be a good show. Oh, it, it could be a story. It could be anything, but they don't move forward with it. And yeah. that was the thing is when Mike and I kind of recognized what the possibility was with this story of being a children's book, we easily could have just written the rest and then actually not done anything because we didn't know what it takes to, write a children's book and then go to Amazon and then start selling it and do it. We didn't know any of that. So we could have been like, well, let's just write it and then we'll stick it in the, in the briefcase and let it sit there for a while and see what happens. But I, this, I've got to say this about Mike. Mike does not go that way. He's like, okay, I've like, <laughs> no. he like writes after we're writing the story, he's like, all right, I'm looking into Amazon. I already know how we're going to write the book. I know how we're going to get the illustrations. I know how like he was on top of everything. And re in reality, I was just well, kind of the guy well, in the passenger seat that was like <laughs> uh, writing the story with him. And then anytime he needed help with everything, just give me a call or text me and I'll do whatever needs to be done. But Mike, Mike was 85, 90% of, of dealing with all the business part of this. I will say this, guys, the reason why I pursued it aggressively is but the reason why I pursued it so aggressively is because we have so few actual good ideas. <laughs> <laughs> so very, very rarely, very rare, because Jake, most of our ideas, like they get left in the they're, briefcase for a reason, right? Like, oh yeah. there's, there's a lot of pretty bad ideas. ideas. They, they, don't, they yeah. don't go past our specific genre of humor. Like they are not, yeah. they're not mainstream oh, yeah. at all. So yeah. every, all that I would say is that to the creators out there, if you have an idea that you can see front to back, like, like you see the you see the front page and you see the last page and you see most of the stuff in between. You have to get that on the page like immediately because that's a rare idea. And the other thing that I would say is that screw commercial viability. That was not something that was in our mind. Like we always told ourselves, like, hey, we're gonna write something that we love and hopefully we can hopefully we can reach some type of broad appeal, but we are not going to try to have broad appeal. And the reason being yeah. is because if, if you're trying to catch the wave, like you hear this with stock market, you hear it with business, you hear it with everything. If you're trying to catch the wave, you've already missed the wave. Mm -hmm. And so I told Jake, yeah. I said, Jake, we need to continue to create stuff that make us laugh, stuff that you and I are proud of. Because when we look back at this, we either wrote a generic children's book that everybody else wrote, or we wrote something that was unique to us. And then we can pick up at the end of the day and say, that was hilarious. We really did something groundbreaking. And, and that's what we felt that we did because I don't know any, I really don't know any children's books that tackle such an adult issue 
like COVID-19. I've seen a couple of books out there that will talk about like how to how to tell your kids about coronavirus, like, like wash your hands, this, like, like dealing with the emotions of coronavirus, like stuff like that. Like I've seen, I've seen more educational resources, but I haven't seen a book that's tackled such, such an adult topic and found a way to teach young children about it in a comedic sitcom fashion because because mm-hmm. it's a sitcom but we're also we're touching on the emotions there's a little bit of education in there but at, but at, at its core it's, it's a comedy but I, I like the fact that we that we did this that we can make these grounded children's books like this hybrid model between a children's book in a in a sitcom and I like the um, the possibilities that this opens up at least I, I would love to do murder hornets I don't I don't know if we'll do that one <laughs> uh, <laughs> But we, we've had a whole list of ideas where we're like, hey, we could at this point in time, because because we have branded ourselves as this, we can tackle any topic that we want to and yep. find a way yeah. to teach families about it and, and poke fun at it, make make it funny, but also but also explore the realism of the issue, because I don't think parents should be. I don't think parents should be hiding behind coronavirus like i don't know how that gets explained to children but i think it's okay to say hey listen grandma and grandpa could get more sick mm-hmm. yep. you know we need to, i think that we, we can tackle some of these things head on and we and we try to do that so it's it's difficult when yeah. you are exploring something that has never really been explored before but i'm, I'm proud that that we were able to do this yeah, you definitely should be. I, you guys really came up with a formula that works that you like you yeah. said, you can take any scenario and 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 make it the way that this book has been, which is great. Yeah, in order yeah. to hit all those aspects within uh, I believe it was 35 pages. I mean, that's yeah. really good. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yes. Uh, every yeah. aspect of that just in that short amount of space and to bring along like you said the the com- uh, the comedy of it uh, and the realization like you just like basically put like all this stuff in just this small little box and you were able to make it fit so that yes and it opens up uh, sorry <laughs> oh no no I, I was, was just saying thank you <laughs> go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> I just didn't know if you were going to bring up the murder hornets again no no this. no no more murder yeah. hornets I promise are we going around the murder hornets again? We we're going to ride those murder hornets. Oh, yeah. We're, we're going to hit it another 10 or 15 times. We'll get back into it. Oh. No, I was going to say, going off of what Mike said, um, we've had so many responses um, from parents who who didn't know how to tell their children or really get their children to understand what COVID-19 was or what it means or like to, to be like, okay, you can't go outside your friends. Like Mike said, your grandparents can't come over because they might get sick. Parents were having a really hard time telling their children and making them understand. And we've had so many parents reach out to us since the book and they were like, you have no idea how much you helped us explain and help our children understand of what's actually going on right now because again it is still going on right now 
So we're, we're, we're deep into it and nobody has any idea how, how much longer this is going to go. So they, they were all kind of at a, they didn't know how to explain it to their children. And I mean, yeah, that's what the book did. The book, it, it wasn't like, it's an outline. Everybody's get the outline and show your children. It was like, we were just glad that again, that the family could share some laughs together, but amongst the laughs and the connection with the family, there was also a, a, a way of describing what's actually happening in a way that the children could understand, you know? Yes. I And I love the layers that you guys kind of did with it because it's like you see the seriousness of it, but then you also see the dad in the background doing something <laughs> funny, you know, or like relatable as a parent. So it's like you, you throw in the seriousness of it. Um, but then you kind of have something in there in each page that's kind of like, oh, that's funny, you know, like, oh, as a parent, oh, like, you know, yeah. so, yeah. And yeah. That's the thing. Going off, I, I remember I had said this, uh, Mike and I have said this a few times. It's like we were trying to go the way of, of like Pixar or SpongeBob where parents will watch a Pixar film. But there is very much parts of those Pixar films that are totally for the parents oh, their yeah. jokes children could never understand or their concepts that they could never understand and the same with spongebob i remember i was randomly watching a spongebob the first time spongebob squarepants and i was sitting there with like i think she was three at the time my niece and we were sitting there watching it and he started doing jokes and references and i was like what i was he literally yeah. made a reference <laughs> To Big Trouble in Little China, which is like one of my favorite movies. <laughs> ever, that no one knows. And I'm like watching it, and he did the reference, and I'm like, I like look down at the kid, and I'm like looking around. I'm like, was that for me? Was did he do that for me? I'm like, oh my god. Yes. And it's the same with Pixar. There's so many jokes and little little things spread out between Pixar films. You're like, oh, these are this is for the parents, and that's why yeah. I go see Pixar film. I don't have any kids. And I go by myself all the time to the theater <laughs> to watch Pixar films because I love them. And I, there's always a, love, there's always love a, it. I love it. And there's always a connection and a relation and yeah. And that's what we were trying to do with this is helping parents explain to their children what the heck is going on. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, I mean, just after we, after reading it, you know, I actually thought to myself like, wow, I could have actually just explained this whole COVID-19 thing a lot better, you know, just mm -hmm. after reading this than I actually did. It's yeah. true. Because mm -hmm. actually, yeah. now that I think about it, I was kind of dramatic about the whole thing, you know what I mean, to my kids. Mm -hmm. And totally. I was scared about freaking them out. And, you know, yeah, and that's it's almost easier not to talk about it. Like, oh, this is just yeah. what's going on because it is a, like yeah. a heavy subject. But you guys with your book. Yeah have kind of made it so that it opens up the opportunity for parents to talk to kids. And it involves a birthday. So, I mean, that's probably the best way. <laughs> that's to, the best way to do it, you know? Yeah. So yeah, I, great job. Great job. And also if you guys uh, continue to do this, you're going to have to come back on our show because we're going to need to keep up on the <laughs> series. <laughs> oh, absolutely. We will definitely tell you guys. We, we've got, we're probably thinking around September, maybe maybe a little bit sooner, but I think the next one, depending like how this one pans out, I think September, but Jake kind of alluded this to this before, and, and you guys actually touched on this, like the movie format, 
um, we really see our book like the way that the way that these images like come across like if you look at this picture here this is nothing more than a um, that's nothing more than like a storyboard really like this this could be a storyboard for a cartoon yeah. and the more that Jake that, that yeah. Jake and I have spoke about it we do have a lot of connections and we feel like we don't even need to write a pilot episode for this we can just give them the book and say hey here mm -hmm. you go here's the pilot episode read it like trust us that we can write you know because we'd have to write some more jokes around it and stuff like that for an actual tv pilot because a tv pilot typically it's it's a little bit longer it's like 30 to 40 pages um you know this this doesn't have like all the scene description and stuff like that but we could take this to a studio and say hey we want to write a story about a family, a young family post-coronavirus, a, a young mixed family post-coronavirus because the mom is actually um, Latina. Um, nice. And we want to we want to create a, a book that is incredibly inclusive. Um, like we don't want, we don't like the negativity that we're seeing in the news today. Like, like I don't know if you guys 100%. noticed, but the father who is, sort of like a libertarian zany white guy he gets his news from an african-american reporter it's his favorite news reporter the children they have a diverse group of friends so we're trying to promote diversity Love we're that. trying to um give families uh, uh all different types of families with with young children like typically like from ages i'd say four to i, I how high would you guys say maybe 10 years old yeah i don't know how yeah, I'm I'm actually going to have uh, my 10 year old actually read it tonight. So, mm -hmm. yeah, yep. at let the us, least let 10. Us know how let us know how that goes. One of, one of our friends who helped us with the uh, our press release, um, she's Australian and she actually lives in, in Sydney. One of her old primary school teachers bought the book and read it to a bunch of 10 and 11 year olds. And they said that they loved it. And originally, we, Jake and I thought, well, this is a book for four to eight years, four to eight year olds. And then after hearing yeah. about these people that like they're 10 years old, we're like, okay, I guess the jokes are such that they're, since the jokes are elevated, it's okay mm -hmm. that, the, that it focuses on two six year olds because dad is so funny and because the topics are a little bit elevated. So we really think it's probably for children four to four to 10 or maybe even four to 11. We're still yeah. trying to figure that out. Yeah. Definitely. I, I think that you guys have hit it right on. And before we um, end, because we, we are going to need to get going soon, I do want to be able to like show what? some of your... <laughs> <laughs> Told you this. You'll, you'll be we back. This could last all day, man. You can I told come back you. next week. <laughs> we can't leave. We haven't covered the uh, killer hornets yet. <laughs> yeah, and we there have a lot it of great it ideas we could share with you guys. <laughs> uh, no, but definitely, we want to kind of cover a few of the pages. Um, let me see the page numbers. So let's start with just page one. Um, like just the very beginning and and it kind of sets the stage for everything the emotions on all four of them yes it's just uh, josh oh thanks i mean yeah the first person that caught yeah the first person that caught my eye was dad yeah and i'm like oh here we go <laughs> biting the nails the sweat dripping from his <laughs> forehead yeah. oh yeah oh that's awesome 
Oh, yeah. So that that picture. Uh, I'm sorry, Jake. Uh, yeah. So that picture. We wanted to just set the stage. Like you see the reporter in the in the uh, corner of the screen. You can see like a virus that says COVID nineteen. We yep. picture like this is the dad's like. This is how he wakes up. He wakes up. He watches the news. I know a lot of families can relate to that. Like my family, especially <laughs> where it's like, hey, quiet down. I'm watching the news. Like that was my family. Yeah. So the dad's watching the news. The kids are all excited running down the stairs because they think they're going to Disney. And we're just, we're setting the stage. The mom is mildly concerned. The dad is immensely concerned. And the, ch the children, they don't know yet. So we're, we're just setting the stage there. Jake, do you want to jump in? Uh, I mean, no, dude, that's, that's pretty much it. Uh, I'm looking at this picture again, and that's kind of the dad, as you, I think you said it, uh, Mike, is that that's kind of the dad in every, in every illustration is the kids are like, what's happening? What's happening? And the mom's like, okay, I'm going to save the day. And the dad's like, nope, nope, <laughs> stay away from me. I'm just, uh, yeah, he's in his complete own world of trying to trying to save the day in his mind you know yes yeah. yes and yeah. i think one of my favorites too is, is yes please the, can you pull up page 18 because i my wife actually made me do this too oh yeah when this <laughs> all just started my, mike and i are very very proud of this one <laughs> <laughs> this was a great yeah great setting yeah when all this started oh, yeah. i i had to do the exact same thing like <laughs> i had made yes <laughs> kristen made me take my clothes off and go put it straight into the washer i had to go take a shower and the kids are looking yeah. at me like what's wrong with dad yeah what's going on with did, dad? Did, your, did your wife tell you to burn or did you tell your wife that you wanted to burn the clothes that you had just taken off well, well no because in the household it was actually you know opposite i was how the mom is and then my wife is actually how the dad is so you know so she was making you she was making you take off your clothes it well, wasn't yeah. like you wanted to right. really yeah yeah she was like no when you yeah, walk in the door you take off your clothes and take, go, yeah exactly i'm not touching them i'm gonna put them in a, you go put them in the washer that's yeah. awesome put them in the so bag. your wife put actually the had the rubber gloves on so you're coming <laughs> from, she's, got the rubber gloves on. she's got the the, the bleach in her hand yeah, she had the bleach in her hand. Yeah. <laughs> That's good. Oh, can oh, we man. can we show page twenty-eight too? Yeah, whatever you okay. show. Okay. Um uh the yeah, this gave me oh, all the feels. Oh yeah. This this was, you know <laughs> with the dad even <laughs> holding up the six feet sign. <laughs> uh, yeah. Six but, feet, even though but, you're outside. But, yeah. out. <laughs> I also I love that the dad has the six feet sign and then on his left arm, he's pointing at it like, hey, look yes. at the sign. Look at the yes, yeah. even though there's a window in between both of them. So, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, uh, I love it. Yeah, that's good. Oh, we picture the dad kind of like that Will Ferrell sketch. Like, I don't know. I don't know if you guys saw the Will Ferrell sketch. Oh, yeah. Where he he auditioned for Saturday Night Live and he's 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 basically doing this sketch just pantomiming everything and he's I haven't seen he's it. pretending to grill hamburgers oh and we he's definitely gotta check that one out and oh, he's, yeah. he's, yelling at his, he's yelling at his kids like he's just having a conversation like yeah yeah like so what did you guys do this weekend hey kids 
get off the shed. <laughs> and, like, and then and then he starts yelling more and more. He's like, hey, get off the shed. That's how this dad We definitely gotta check mind. that one out. I know, that's so relatable. Oh, yeah. I would be saying the same exact thing. Oh yeah. <laughs> that's good. Uh, All right. We'll end with uh, page twenty-eight. Oh that makes me so happy. Uh, I mean I'm sorry, not page twenty eight. 21, oh. 21, 21. How mom is the hero. Yeah. Of course, at least wanted to see that one. <laughs> Whatever. Of no, I do love how the mom is the hero in the in the story. I mean, the I mom can't saves lie. the day. She saves, the, saves day. the day. I mean, moms need yeah. to need to know that that's recognized. They're powerful. That's a yeah, lot I mean, of work. I, Gosh. <laughs> You really got to make me look so bad. Yeah. Dads are useless, and we all know it. Jeez. We all know it. Great job on the, uh, you know, on the infringement part, though. <laughs> I, yeah. Oh, the, yeah. Those are good. Those, those are yeah, great. Those are Way bad. to throw that in there and mm -hmm. just, because oh, yeah. my kid definitely won't get it. So, <laughs> yeah. I got it. Yeah. Those are, those are the little parental jokes that we sprinkle yep. throughout. Yep. And. You know, just to just to end on my opinion, uh, the one of the biggest reasons why I, I love the book is because you know you honestly don't have to have a story in there. Like these, you know, th these images, the illustrations just tell it all. Yeah, uh, it, yeah. just from yeah. the from the first page to the last page, and you know, it tells it all. But of course, mm -hmm. it is th the humor inside this story is really what made it. So. Yeah. And you guys did a great job with, it's Frederico, right? That's his name, yeah, the illustrator. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you guys, I mean, the wording that you guys put in the book along with the illustrations really, um, I don't know what's the word. They, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, mom didn't <laughs> save the day today. <laughs> they, they compliment. Thank you. Thank you. They compliment each other very well. Yeah. And uh, great. Thank Great you. job. I, I just can't believe that this all came together so easy. I mean, it does happen. I think when things are meant to be, they kind of just seem to flow the way that yeah. they seem to have for you guys. And so it started off as an ebook, but just recently you guys got the paperback, right? Jake yes. literally recently. Yes, yeah, recently, <laughs> recently, right? Jake literally just got his yeah. book. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> There it is. Oh. Yes. So it is, and it's only available on Amazon, right? It's on Amazon yeah. right now for both the Kindle. Oh, I said ebook. It's Kindle and well, it, it is it is for all devices. So okay, if, if, as long yeah. as long as you have the Kindle app, which is free, you can dam download the ebook to any device. Like typically, people have to buy the ebook off of a laptop or a PC for whatever reason. Um, from Amazon, but with the paperback, you can actually just go to Amazon and from your phone, iPads, uh, whatever tablet or device you have, you can actually just buy it now with one click. And then it should ship to whomever within about two to three days. It's actually pretty awesome. We're doing an on-demand print service. So as soon as, as soon as the customer buys it, Amazon prints it right then and there. Nice. And then it ships. So it's actually a pretty cool process. Great. Yeah. Well, that's awesome. Um, yeah. So all of our listeners out there, definitely go check it out. And it's definitely popular because the minute you start typing it in Amazon, Amazon like knows that you're typing in Lillian. That is true. <laughs> I mean, it, it, it did pop up happened. right away. So, I mean, 
So that's oh, nice. great. Yeah. <laughs> I will be getting my paperback copy though. Yeah. Well, I have the digital copy, oh, but I will be getting exciting. the paperback copy too. Yes. You got to sure. you got to get the paperback. It's got to be on the nightstand, man. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yep. And we'll have all of your guys's we have all the links that you guys sent us, so we'll have all those in the description below. Um, and your website, I have it right here, lilyandtimmy.com. So if people are interested, yep. they can go to your website. You have a Facebook page. And yeah, all of that will be in the description. So thank you both so much. Greatly appreciate it. For making this happen. And we appreciate you coming on. And, and I'm honored. I'm honored as well. Hey, we're honored. <laughs> we are we're exactly. Honored. And yeah, we can't yeah, we can't wait to see what you guys have next. I know it's Absolutely. gonna be good. I know it's gonna be great. So please reach out so we can collab. Please. Yes. That that would be so yeah. awesome. We will you, for sure. You've Thank already you gave us the theme with the hornets. So it's, it's a hornet. <laughs> I had to throw in that the, zinger in there. Yes. Yeah. I gotta finish I gotta finish with the hornets. <laughs> Nice. Well, thanks, guys. Greatly appreciate it. Yeah, thank you very much. Thank you so much. We'll see you guys next time. Yeah. Thank you, guys. I love that. Thank you. All right. Bye. Bye.